0: I'm here in Beirut with Jenna Torblusi, uh, who is a um, designer, um, graphic artist, um, also activist. Um, we're in your studio, so thanks for welcoming me here. How you doing? Good. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> cool. Um, so for your work, um, Jenna, I, I, I've been following it for a few years, and a lot of it... Um, sort of explores different um, social issues in Lebanon and also not in Lebanon beyond. But there's a storytelling element to your work often. Like there's a sort of emotional sort of grounding that uh, takes it beyond the immediate politics of the particular issue you're addressing. but you feel more also all the, the history uh, of this place in, 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 in your work. I'm wondering if you could maybe reflect a bit about maybe a few projects that you've worked on that are important that you would like to highlight and sort of the, also the spiritual aspect of what you're doing.
1: Okay, the spiritual aspect, I, will th- I don't know yet. <laughs> um, there's one project which maybe explains a lot of the rest, so so my, my formation is in graphic design, but I did it because I like to draw. And I came back to drawing in 2005. I was invited by a friend to draw in the newspaper. And I think it's the beginning of a relation between visual visuals in general and uh-huh. politics. Okay. And my first drawing in the newspaper was a story, okay. which is the story says that I fell in love with a boy who was in love with birds and he could differentiate the sounds of uh, birds um, uh-huh. or the, the type of birds yeah. based on their sounds. Mm-hmm. And I was telling this uh, anecdote to a friend who told me he could differentiate the the different bombs that fell on Beirut mm-hmm. based on their sounds. And so I told this story in the newspaper and um, I realized that publishing something so personal and so emotional in a place that is so um, filled with documentation and objective facts and Mm -hmm. even the idea of doing a drawing. Mm as opposed to photography, which is more of a sign of testimony, Mm -hmm. Uh, it made me understand a lot about the power of two things. One of them is the relation between the intimate and the personal with larger political issues, and how how many people could actually relate to that story. Mm. And the second thing is The drawing, so the drawing for the story are birds falling on the city Mm -hmm. and how through symbolism and through the fact that you represent things that only the imagination can... that you can never see, but you can only imagine, how it opens a totally different world. So Mm -hmm. here it could both be poetic and violent and it could be... um, and there's something about the fact that there's a hand tracing lines that's very different from a, a tool like a camera recording. So I think this is one of the works that um, gave me a sense of what I am interested in doing, telling sure. stories that have to do with sometimes mine, but sometimes other people's either daily lives or very personal things about their lives, and how these things have an echo with the larger social, economic, political issues. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, so, in the, so this was in 2005, and in the course of my work, I've done this in many different uh, forms, sometimes through uh, posters for protests, sometimes through more drawings mm-hmm. in the newspapers, sometimes with sometimes only as documentation or commentaries on things happening in the world that i wanted to uh, engage with so um, i've done a few things like this during uh, the war in syria where i felt very powerless and detached and i was in a moment where i protected myself a lot from the news so to look for some kind of engagement i often looked for Emotions. I also think it's related to the fact that with time, we can't get as affected by things happening as we do as children, for example. So we grow a skin, and our relation to events are often much more ideological. We know what values we stand for. We um, so it helped me sometimes to deal with things I felt very powerful. Uh, um, facing them to just engage with spending time doing a drawing for Halab for uh, Aleppo was both not therapeutical but it was a way for me to engage and also create some form of beauty and moments that are so difficult
0: Mm, mm -hmm, mm. so um, maybe I'd like to ask you a bit about that um we're in beirut and your drawings about syria were circulated only not only of course in lebanon but uh, around the world are your illustrations your pieces about about syria um engaging with um quote-unquote the war or the the conflict in syria um that must have taken a lot of courage for you i mean you talked about it being your way of dealing with what was happening but also you were sharing with the world it wasn't private how was that process like stepping up to that and and applying your artistic um, process to something that i'm sure touches you also not just as an individual but touches deeply the city that's your home
1: um, to be honest, Syria is not the best example because it's one of the... Uh, how do you say? One of these terrible things I lived with, the not the most detached way, but it's one of the few things in which I didn't engage that much. It was very difficult for me to... It was very painful, actually, so... There are so many other causes for which I demonstrated more, I wrote more, I read more the news, I followed more the details, so in full honesty, for Syria, there's many moments where I totally disengaged. But you did do pieces about it. I did do pieces. I was just going to add that the same thing happened a little bit for uh, Iraq in 2003, where I went demonstrating and I was following everything happening and the moment the Americans decided to enter Iraq I remember that I also stopped like almost maybe it's a sign of despair and protection like there's nothing I can do and it's going to be too painful Mm -hmm. to watch it or uh, Mm -hmm. so I and I'm not saying this proudly I guess many people do it all their lives to not not really engage So the few times where I could engage, maybe the way I did it was through producing some form of... So through creating. So I think it's a form of like personal resistance, which is Mm -hmm. I will create in a moment where things are being destroyed. And and there's also sometimes ethical questions like, can I make beauty out of such massacres or of such destructions? And... uh, and the sharing with the world, um, recently I realized that my sharing with the world is a very safe one. So um, I've been part of several uh, collaboration and performance work uh, for the past few years and I realized that there are other artistic practices, mainly the ones that happen live, where your sharing demands your full encounter with an audience yeah. and the presence of your body And I'm a little bit more safe in the way I share which is I draw alone I finish and then I decide when this encounters the world and I have and the feedback is is removed from me so for years through a blog I didn't know what people thought of it, I didn't know people would see it, it's almost as if I let it out, but I don't necessarily am there to witness the encounter with an audience. So I'm learning recently this difference between when you demonstrate and when you draw, when you do work that is live and when you do work that is alone. And and it made me realize that my my sharing is a very safe one. It's a very controlled one, actually
0: at the same time your, your work is out there in the public and one, one thing I wanted to ask you about was your engagement with calligraphy mm. uh, especially in the contemporary moment where like one thing I noticed having been in Beirut 13 years ago <laughs> and now is the shift towards a lot of signs that are in French or in English yeah. Western uh, alphabet um, Especially in like a lot of the new developments, yes. not just after the war in two thousand six, but in the last few years, two thousand nineteen. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering about your engagement uh, yes. with calligraphy and at this moment of uh, history in in Beirut and Lebanon.
1: Okay. First, uh, what I do is not always classical calligraphy. A lot of it is just lettering. Yeah. So. Um, uh, but also, my first interest comes from the fact that... So first, I love letters, and maybe this is where there's something spiritual. The few times I took uh, classes mm-hmm. tracing letters and learning things about the proportions of the letters and and the space between letters and words, it's an, it's an incredible training for the eye, and it's very... It is a very spiritual practice because your hand disconnects from your mind at some point, and there's something about repeating or about concentrating on such minute things wow. as the curve of an aleph or how much you should uh, loosen your hand so that it curves as opposed to turn the pen. So it's very interesting wow. uh, practice. Um, For sure, with Arabic, it was also an entry point to a language I didn't speak because I grew up part of my childhood in France. So my relation to Arabic is a little bit removed. It is not my first language. Um, So it's almost as if I could connect to the language through its aesthetics. And I had the kind of privilege in relation to people who learn it is that I looked at... Uh, I'm very aware of letters as shapes, not only as sounds. and uh, um, But also with time, I'm a bit critical of this because I realize that, I mean, you're right, there's something of a resistance to to keep on producing in Arabic first, but also to keep on producing manually. What's a little bit tricky about it is that it has the risk of falling into the nostalgic, which is our only resistance to certain things, it seems, and it applies to so many things I think about all the time, is by going back to the past. It's very difficult to resist particular understandings of development by future propositions, because the... Future is so closed in front of our eyes, so somehow it seems that a way to so for me, a way to to embrace design outside of a tool of capitalism and an extremely trendy practice that over aestheticizes everything yeah. is also to and that is also a service for branding for advertising is also to Bring it much closer to either an artistic practice, uh-huh. a one where I'm also an author who has things to say and i'm and who produces with my own hand things um, and also sadly to come back to practices that are pre design, maybe mm-hmm. like calligraphy is like illustration it not that it cannot coexist with design but in the history of this region, calligraphers and artists, and um, were the people doing everything we now designers do. So maybe it's both a form of resistance, but also a form of, it's a resistance that for now has difficulty proposing a future. It's a resistance that that borrows from Mm. the past, I think
0: we're sitting in your office and there's a poster that you worked on recently for a performance piece, interactive multidisciplinary piece um here in Beirut um by Petra Serhal and others. Um so your work is still like uh interacting with contemporary art at, in the city. Um so um there's a presence now um, in terms of what's happening now I was wondering um, if you could maybe just share with people what you're working on these days and also like where people could learn more about what you do yeah Yeah.
1: okay so I'm working on I have um, a few projects that are regular one of them is uh, I'm the art director of a publishing house called Snubar Beirut we produce uh, Arabic books. Our next book is on uh, the history of Arabic children's literature. Wow! Our last book was an Arabic translation to Samuel Beckett. Um, so this is one of my regular uh, projects. I'm also now member of the of the publishing house. So a second regular project is. Uh, the magazine Bidayat, which is um, socio-cultural and political magazine mm-hmm. in Arabic, distributed in the Arab world. I also art directed, so yeah. I did the the design template for it, and um, and now I art direct every issue. Yeah. Sometimes it also includes. So I co-founded the magazine actually uh, with my father, who's the editor-in-chief. The work also includes sometimes editorial work, which is suggesting uh, mainly uh, themes or, or authors or artists for the visual section. Our next issue will have a big focus on Sudan and what's happening in Sudan. So... So this is one other wow. thing. Uh, for example, I'm also here working on a new practice. I mean, it's been a few years I do it. It's called graphic recording. So I uh, I work in uh, conferences as a graphic recorder. So conferences now, apart from filming and putting on YouTube hours of talks, they also commission... Um, Uh, visual artists to do a kind of summary sometimes it's more infographic sometimes it's a little bit more um, you know almost like a scribe so so I have done this for the um, Arab Council for Social Science their last conference so I'm finalizing (laughs) this this is one more well, thing that's amazing this is yeah, yeah we're seeing a, them in
0: person yeah it's an interesting
1: uh, practice yeah I really like it because it gives me the occasion to attend these conferences I'm really interested in and I pay much more attention I think that most of the audience because I need to take notes yeah. and to um,
0: it's, it's 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 almost reminds me of like some of the old concepts of photography as like it's sort of like you're time traveling to the moment ah uh, yes
1: yeah. <laughs> Um, there is uh, two maybe other regular projects that are worth uh, mentioning, one is uh, I co-founded an art collective called Sigil we are uh, four people, two designers and two architects and we have been working on um, several um, projects under the series name, Monuments of the Everyday. Our projects include usually a research in the form of a publication and intervention that's happening in uh, whatever Biennale or Art Fair that is commissioning us and most importantly, an intervention on the ground for now in Syria. Our last project was uh, presented in the Triennale of Milan. It was called Birdsong. And we have two projects in the next few months uh, in France and in uh, Switzerland. So we're working on this. Um, and another regular um, um, collective I'm part of is uh, WADA. I joined recently. Uh, we're also four members. We have a space that um, uh, uh, that has many printmaking facilities we also have educational um, workshops related to the fields of illustration animation uh, silkscreen, other forms of printmaking hmm. uh, i have started a um, kind of research lab hmm with which I am joining this association and we are now uh, nine people the idea of this lab is to actually mm, gather um, people who are within the arts and the design field different kinds of art and to take time and think a little bit on critical questions in relation to our practices locally they have to do with Sometimes the social dimensions of the images we produce, Mm. the economy in which we work. And so the idea is to bring a little bit of critical thinking outside of pure academia Mm. and within practice, um, where also our creative skills could allow us to formulate these questions, to experiment together, to come up with methodology, to have propositions that allow us to bring to really give life as a group to critical questions we constantly face in our practice. So we're also doing this on a regular basis, we have started. There's a few other projects, but that's not, that's too many. <laughs>
0: wow. Um, in the, um, well, your, just your website also. If we- you have your website where people can check out all your different projects? I don't have a okay, website. I have, have an is. old blog okay, okay. that is
1: called Aylul. You can check it. It's yeah. A-Y-L-O-U-L yeah.
0: dot blogspot yeah. And then all the other projects have lit pages and links. They have their yeah, own so I'll pages. I'll so
1: what has a page and Sigil has a page and some of my work is present on social media Mm. and soon i will have a website (laughs)
0: um there's a confrontation well i don't know maybe not but there's a hegemony in the design world in and say in france or new york city or other centers um in, in the world there's there's conflict within the world of design about fonts, about the origins of fonts, about ownership of language, uh, like design language. And, you know, this is a huge ongoing discussion um, about um, digital practice. I mean, there's so many branches to this, to this discussion that's going on. Um, Montreal, there's a lot of design where this show broadcasts. Uh, but I, I, what I want to ask you about, just everything that you just shared, um, there's obviously like a very profound history, not of quote-unquote contemporary design as in capital design in the capitalist sense, but uh, you talked about calligraphers and, and, and uh, illustrators and artists uh, from this region. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, Given that you do exist in the design world, and there are all these discussions happening, how are you seeing it um, as an artist uh, here in Beirut? Um, And like, do you see your work as an intervention? Do you like? Do you see there as being a coexistence with the design world? I mean, design obviously in Lebanon is hugely important in a contemporary sense too. Like, so many design studios have opened, Um, but given your awareness of this history of not quote-unquote design, but art practice and calligraphy and, you know, it's, it's hundreds, thousands of years. So how's, is that something that's present in your work, like in terms of thinking about this relationship to design, or do you have any thoughts about this?
1: I think that the main uh, presence of this would be that my relation to people I work with is not a relation of uh, client and service. Okay. So I think this is one of the big difference. What it means is many things. What it means is that a lot of the projects I mentioned, they started within this relation. So someone needs a designer. I'm one of them. For whatever reason, we decide to collaborate. But because our, our exchange doesn't take this form Mm -hmm. often our collaboration takes a whole other um, uh, sense so we either i joined this uh, institution or i actually already had initiated and design is one input i have so our our collaboration or for example i'm one of the invited artists collaborating on a performance or so I think this means many other things. The fact that um, mm. it's not under the model of a design studio, which often is, uh, is promoted as, you know, a, a good designer has the capacity to, to give the right answer to every client. I think that for me, I have limited the number of people I'm actually interested in helping shape answers, Mm. as opposed to, you know, I can probably, I have the capacity and the skills, but my interest is not, you know, I mean, I can, you know, come up with the brand identity for a restaurant as much as for a political campaign, as much as for uh, a magazine. But the, the choice of people I work with We have a different collaboration. Their input also is very different than uh, those of, you know, um, a business owner who needs, you know, an image. So I think this is one important thing. I realized with time that the people who collaborate with me, most of them also start appreciating this and who are the people with whom they are working, who do they meet, what kind of relation gets built. With them also, um, Mm -hmm. the fact that they are present at meetings with their opinions Mm -hmm. the way I would be because we are there as individuals, you know, imagining this not just as employees or not. There's not this idea. So we're collaborating into something that excites us. It might also mean that Things take so financially, of course, it's much more difficult because these are fields that have less money. Um, Hours and stability of jobs are very different when you work on artistic projects that sometimes demand that you stop life for days and nights. And then, so it's a different, I could say that maybe there's a different, there's something that is hybrid between um, being an artist with a voice and with tools to shape this and being a designer who has the formation and the experience of communication. Mm -hmm. Um, Sure. Yeah.
0: Wow, thanks for sharing that. Last question. Um, I was wondering, like, if there is... A recent story that has uh, inspired you, uh, or I I remember I got to know your work through the story of a man who was on a hunger strike to protest corruption um, and social injustice um, here in Beirut. I was really struck by those images um, where you had sort of had like this heart or the center of his body was almost like a sun or a spiritual It's hard to describe, people should look at it. Um, I was wondering if there's any sort of story recently that has inspired you, and something you'd like to share that spoke to you as an artist, but also spoke to you as um, a Beirut uh, resident, anything that...
1: Usually I have quick answers to these things. I'm wondering what it says about my recent life that I don't... (laughs)
0: uh there's a street there's a street uh Sorry. number on your in your office is that for your building or somewhere
1: no else? it's okay. not the right number actually there's a story but uh it hasn't inspired my artwork yet so i don't know if I want to confess it here
0: you had mentioned um Um, one of the uh, projects you're involved in the upcoming journals speaking to uh, the revolution in Sudan how's that um, going? Actually
1: it's one of the few times in the course of this project, I mean the magazine is uh, we publish it since 2012 where I felt I wanted to to step in, almost into the editorial team outside of the visual section or my work as a designer who has uh, something to say about images, I realized that I know so little about Sudan and I know so few people and uh, although I feel very connected, so... So I contacted a friend who's doing a film in Sudan to put me in contact with someone working with him. And and I spent a very nice uh, evening uh, with this person who gave me lots of names and explained a lot about the situation. And, and it was interesting. I realized how, and I know it from when we have, uh, you know, demonstrations in Lebanon, I realized how essential it is when you hear things outside of the media, even though there's the media and social media and you check pages and you read things and, but suddenly there's someone who knows people and who has anecdotes and who uh, contests iconic images that become the ones of this revolution or the personalities or, um, so it was a very interesting moment First, it made me realize how far I am from certain realities that I feel close to. And also, um, I suddenly have this whole network of people who I hope would be very interested in writing. Writing, So we, have, we want our visual section to have... Um, something about the art in sudan both the art that came up in the revolution now and also other sudanese artists and also people who are writing you know their daily life uh, being uh, for the last uh, weeks and months you know, uh, sleeping and chanting and marching and oh. demonstrating oh. in Khartoum. and so yeah, it has been a very uh, rich moment, and I felt that I uh, there are moments in my life where I I disconnect from what's happening, and although my work is always my entry point, mm. sometimes it takes too much space. Mm and i need to meet people and talk to them and go to places Mm. and you know Mm. so yeah it was an interesting moment
0: jenna thanks for talking today appreciate it
1: pleasure is mine